everyone else is sort of really quiet, checking the gear, checking the equipment, double checking the skis okay, and they know what they're in for. So there's that that sort of palpable sense of yeah trepidation. But to go out there the first time, I, I remember I had my GoPro running and I brought it back home and started looking at the footage, and it was just me going. Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Leighton. On this episode, we speak to Matt Stratham, the founder of North Core. Yeah, final part of our North Core month here at the UK Surf Show. So don't forget, before we get into this episode, that you can head over to North Core and use the code SSPODCAST and that will get you 15% off anything you order from North Core. Yeah, so this is the big boss man himself. Yep. So we will hear about how he started it and why he started it and it's just really... Uh... Insightful, yeah. yeah how yeah. he started from nothing, how he started from the idea of... There must be something to do with your keys when you go surfing rather than like hide them under your wheel mm. and came up with a key pod. Yeah. The guy's just brimming with ideas, isn't he? Yeah. And also says a really nice thing on here as well, which is, you know, if you have any ideas that you can approach Northcore and if they think they're any good, they'll make them. That is amazing. That's that's a really nice thing to, to do. That is to, to say, look, you know, I'll give you my time. I'll help you develop a product if you want to, if you've got an idea and you want to contact me. Like, that's lovely. So yeah. listen out for that bit. Yeah. So, here we go then. Big boss himself, Mr. Northcore. Let's go. My name's Matt, Matt Strathen. I'm the founder and CEO of Northcore. Cool. So, you're, you're a surfer then yourself? I am, yes. That's where the sort of the, the passion behind the brand all started was me just living and breathing surfing and, yeah, Northcore sort of followed on behind. Yeah, so how did, how did Northcore start then? What was, the, what was the idea behind it originally? Well, I was... Living down in down south, down in London, doing the sort of corporate thing, and I always had sort of a there was always something behind me thinking I'd like to go out on my own and do my own thing. And I had a, an idea for a product that was I was toying with for for years, and I then had the opportunity to well, a family came along, and I had the opportunity to move back up north. And I thought, well, rather than start another job, now's the perfect opportunity just to try out this new product. And the product was the KeyPod. So I'd done a bit of research and I just could not find anything similar on the market. I mean, this was 17, 18 years ago, maybe a little bit more when I first started researching it. And I just thought, you know, this is daft. There's got to be a solution for um, surfers hiding the keys under the car, which we all used to do. And it didn't appear to be. So I got the design sorted out for the KeyPod, got them manufactured. At this time, I'd I'd moved back up, back up north and... um, yeah, got it produced. But actually, after that, the uh, when the first stock arrived, I um, just literally chucked some in the boot of the car and went down to Sorton Sands, you, you lads' um, local break. Yeah. yeah. I just walked around the car park with a, a box full of key pods, and the first guys I met bought, bought one each, and off we went. Oh, that's cool. That's a great way of doing it, to get it out there, like hands-on, straight there, straight, straight to customers. That's <laughs> like... Well, like an old-fashioned way of doing it, really, but it seems to have worked. It was a bit old school, yeah, but I mean, I was a healthy mix of naivety and enthusiasm, and I just thought, right, what's the best way of doing it? And I just dived in, I got a whole load ordered, I was working from home, so my kitchen was just full of boxes of key pods. Yeah, I just started going around surf breaks, calling shops, popping into shops, 
pretty much all the shops bought them. Um, some of the guys that bought them originally down in Brompton and places still do buy them. So it's amazing, really. I think that might be where I bought mine from, actually, because I've got one as well uh, of yours. Oh, cool. That might be where I bought mine from down there. And yeah, well, I obviously use it all the time. I, even I used to do a lot of running and stuff. So when you go to running race, I used to use them there and everything. It's not like it's just aimed at surfing, is it? I suppose it's uh, it can be used for... Or anything like that yeah absolutely and that's where a lot of our products cross over into other disciplines i mean the the heart and root of the the brand was always surfing but it's it has developed since into other sports and um you know other disciplines and adventure and outdoors as well so um yeah that's where it all started that's pretty amazing from just starting from your own design so how difficult was it on that on that initial design how difficult was it to get that sorted and that built and that made it took a while as i say i was i just dived in and i'd had no experience with this i mean i've had some sort of sales marketing experience with previous jobs and things but never running a business or designing or patents or any of that sort of business so um i just learned as i went and we really just got the first product made and then there was more sort of product development as we went through and research and development and just improved it all the time and i learned on the go so you know over a number of years with keypod and then other new products are developed and it's just skills you pick up on the way and you meet people you talk to people and you learn and grow and then the business started to grow with it yeah it was it was a learning curve i think looking back on it if i'd have you know, had some more information in hand beforehand i would have probably been able to sort of accelerate things a little bit more and had it a bit more structured to it but at the time it was quite sort of organic and i was just enjoying what i was doing anyway and it fitted in with the family so yeah, when it was yeah, when it was nice. It went well. Well, that's going to be really inspiring for some of the guests we've had on our show. Are very like small startup surfers with an idea, and, they, yeah. and they've like, they they've come on the show to kind of promote it a little bit, or we've um, we've done a little bit of promotion from on Instagram. So to know that, or to hear that you've started with one product, which was your idea, and now it's flourished into this huge brand. That's going to be really inspiring for them to to hear that because I bet there's not a lot of people out there that know that about about you and about North Core that it just started from one idea yeah well it's something as well I mean if anybody ever wants to drop us an email and they've got product ideas I'm happy to sort of you know bounce ideas off off me because there's people I met when in the early days that you know were so generous with the time to sort of share feedback and their experience and I, I like to try and pass a little bit of that on so anybody that's listening that's got product ideas or wants a little bit of advice in my sort of limited knowledge i will be happily able to assist but it's been it's been a great part of the brand growth process is actually sort of creating new products so there's quite a few that i've done over the years and again it's just stuff that pops up in my head and you go actually there's is there a better solution for this and it scribbles on bits of paper and go out and make them so that's one of the really one of the most enjoyable things about the brand is that sort of aspect of creativity and design. Yeah, I think we've spoken to two of your um, team riders now, Peter Conroy and Sandy Kerr. Oh, good lads, they are. Pair of them, good, very good lads. Top surfers, really genuine guys. Yeah, yeah, both of them absolutely amazing. And conversations between us, we had like when we were recording and pre and post recording. They absolutely the same as us. Like the reason I think we like North Court and people like North Court so much is because. There's a lot of brands out there where you get stuff and like something's good and then the rest of their stuff's a bit crap or, you know, but everything you seem to put out really seems to work. There's nothing that's out there that, that you've got that we've used and have gone, nah, actually, that's a bit crap. Everything has a purpose and works. Oh, well, that's very kind of you to say so. That's really appreciated. But it's, 
it's interesting to get the feedback because that's part of the foundation of what we do is try to make the very best product that we can with the best materials, premium quality stuff that actually serves a purpose. It's useful and it's going to last as long as possible. So that's one of the other things, you know, if you have a longevity in a product, you've got somebody that owns a product rather than is a consumer. And that's always been sort of part of the ethos as well. So, yeah, it's great to hear that. Cheers. It's really nice what you said earlier as well about that you, you'll give your time to help other people with their ideas. Like, I hope you don't, don't get bombarded with a ton of emails now and you're like, oh, we should have said that. <laughs> but, no, um, no, I, it, would, it would be nice. It's always it's always interesting to speak to sort of like-minded people and, and stuff. So, um yeah, if they come through, if they, I doubt there are floods of them, but um, I will endeavour to, to answer everybody. I often get them coming through as, as part of just, you know, the brand people come to us for interested in new, they've got new ideas and how do they distribute them and how they get them to market and stuff. So, um, yeah, always sort of give feedback and sometimes, well, it's always very honest feedback. I, if I think it doesn't work or it wouldn't fit with what we did, then I'd always say so. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, you're you're going to be, by being brutally honest, you're doing that person a favour, aren't you, by saving them time and money? I would, yeah, you'd hope so. Sometimes we get ideas and you just think, oh dear, really, guys? I mean, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, just because I it, I think that way, it doesn't mean it's the definitive answer. But I, yeah, we've we've seen an awful lot of products, but... You get a sense of things over the years of what's kind of commercially viable, what will be useful, what would fit, how it would, you know, there's, there's a lot of variables, but um, you do get a sense of it. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's loads. But it's, it's great to see that people have got these ideas and they want to do something with them and, you know, bringing something to, to fruition to create something and to actually write it down and design it and then it actually ends up in your hands as a real product is quite quite an exciting thing to do so you know not every product you create to hit but um we've been quite lucky and yeah 90 percent of the ones that, that we've done have um have, have scored so yeah we're very appreciative for that what have you had on that sort of line then from the earlier days have you had anything that you've put out and you thought ah no that's that's not good <laughs> we like to try and start off and think everything's good but some some are um some are more popular than others so everything we've done is is sold but some are a little bit more niche. So, for example, there's a one of the products straight after the uh, key pod was a surfboard lock, which are called Lockjaw. And there were two designs, one longboard lock and one for shortboards. And they work great. And we've had, you know, some really nice emails from people back in the day. I remember, you know, thanks so much. Your Lockjaw has saved my board from being nicked. Somebody's tried to drag it off the roof and that sort of thing. So it works. But then it's it's relatively niche whereas something like the keypod is so broad ranging and so many people can use it that you know that sells in in kind of bigger numbers so it's it's those differences really yeah so so the the first two products were the were the uh the lockbox and keypod. the surfboard locks uh yeah sorry the keypod so um <laughs> how, how, yeah. uh, how, how does it go from those products to what it is now like i imagine it, it happened quite quickly i suppose I bet it didn't feel like it at the time. Um, no, I mean, we Northcore as a brand and the sort of trademarking the name, again, it was a bit organic because I, I was coming up with different product ideas and I thought, actually, I can't have individual names for each product. It would be great to have a brand name. So I never set out with a sort of grand business plan and a direction. Now, as I say, looking back on it, um, with hindsight, that's probably the better way to go. But I just did it and learned and sort of felt my way as I, as I went through it. So the Northcore was was created, the Northcore brand was created to actually 
pull together this collection of products and it was then a platform to bring more products in line and just sort of grow it and develop it. So it's been 15 years now, but really those first few years, it takes a lot of time to build a brand and get traction and have those repeat customers and people have trust in your product and repeat purchases. Then there's word of mouth and getting it into the stores. And it's actually that that brand identity that takes a lot of time and effort. And it takes a lot to gain people's trust in a brand that they actually believe in what you're doing. And we've always tried to be authentic. I mean, I surf and I run a business and it, it, it just runs through everything that I do. So hopefully that comes across. But yeah, that it takes time to get that brand traction. And I think once that is developed, it then starts to sort of accelerate and grow from kind of that point on. So we've seen that over the kind of the past five years, is it just exponential kind of growth as we, um, yeah, as we expand. I think that shows as well, because like when we first contacted you guys and said, can we sort out a discount code for our listeners? It's because we've used so many of your products and they've always been really good. So that's, you know, you've done that, what you've set out to achieve, you've done. It's a product trusted. It's a product every time you turn up at a beach, you'll see something from North Core, whether it's a van seat cover, whether it's a a board bag, whether it's a, a key lock, whether it's, you know, whatever it is you'll see something from North Core in the car park. Yeah, it's that still amazes me to this day. I was on holiday in um, Gwythian last year and just going around everywhere and seeing, seeing North Core products pop up. It's, um, it's, still, it's still really exciting. It might sound a bit daft, but every time I see something, I almost feel like waving at people or they're just probably <laughs> thinking, who's, who's that daft bastard that's just waving at me? But, you know, or I'll speak to people and say, oh, hi, thanks for buying a product. What do you think to it? You still, I'm still very connected to it. And also, it, because we've got distributors and sales worldwide, you know, over the years I've travelled and so right across Europe and into Australia and Barbados and all over the place to see product, and the further away you get, the more exciting it gets. And you just see, you know, a set of roof bars and somewhere very random. And it's, yeah, oh, oh yeah, I love it. I bet you never thought that was going to happen from that one idea. It wasn't the grand plan. No, I, I stumbled into it blindly and just enjoyed the process as I went along. Yeah, I guess the kind of the passion and the time and hours and spent thrown at it, it kind of comes to fruition eventually but yeah i'm really stoked with how it's how it's um come out yeah i bet that's got to be quite a weird feeling i mean like you were just saying then like you go somewhere abroad or somewhere really far away or somewhere totally random and someone's got one of your products i mean like personally i don't know how i'd react to that i'd probably just like lose my shit all the time i'd be like <laughs> this is just weird I, you know it's it's that weird thing of like i don't know how that would feel it is it's a strange disconnect between we see all the stuff coming in on the shipping containers. It arrives in the warehouse. We unload in it. And we're all sort of running around like little ants packing stuff, and it's just manic busy, and then it goes out the door again, and then more comes in, and we're working on everything that's behind the scenes. And there is that disconnect between that and actually it being used. And it's it's only when you sort of kind of get out and about and see the stuff out there that um, you go, oh, God, yeah, actually all this stuff that we're, that's going out the doors is um, is out there in the world, and it's... Yeah, it's it's a brilliant feeling. So, how does it go from dealing with the products and uh, building the brand to then having team riders? Like, where did that idea come from? I think from the very early days with Northcore, because I surf in the North Sea. North Sea gets pretty much most of its swell during the winter, and it is absolutely bloody Baltic. I mean, it's about five <laughs> degrees at the moment. It's not like you lads with a Gulf Stream all kind of in your flip flops and your board shorts in December. It's it's a bit. <laughs> 
it's a bit rougher. It's a bit hardcore, which is kind of where, you know, North Sea hardcore, that's kind of where it developed. So there was also behind that, there was that interest in Ireland and big waves. And that a lot of what stems through Northcore comes from my personal interests and, yeah, stuff that I'm, you know, really keen on. And one of those things was the, the big wave scene. So right from the early days, I got in touch with some of the lads over in Ireland. And as much as it, it was it was sort of interest and like, my God, what are they up to? And it was it was really early days of toe surfing. So I met with Richie Fitzgerald over in Bundoran. Gabe was sort of riding with him at the time. And I got to know the lads over there and then Pete eventually and, and Connor and Ollie and all those lads. Again, brilliant, brilliant bunch of lads, always been so welcoming. And just to be over there with the in the you know, to experience the kind of the big wave scene in Ireland and the crack that the lads get up to. You know, I've made a lot of good friends over there now and it was it was all from those early days of my God, look at look at Mull of Moor and stuff and going out there on jet skis and just being utterly blown away by what they do. And that's then sort of followed through with the one of the foundations of of the brand really is that if we produce products that work for those lads and work in the North Sea and work in the Atlantic in midwinter that are strong and tough, they're going to work anywhere. And that, it's kind of, that's where it all started and that's where it stemmed from. And that's why we still got those strong links locally with Ireland and um, yeah, the North, the Northeast. Yeah. I noticed you just said going out on a jet ski at Mully. You didn't say surfing Mully. Did you surf it? No, I've towed, tried, well say towed, that sounds a bit, I've tried a couple of times with Gabe and Sandy I utterly embarrassed myself, fell flat, thought, geez, I'm not doing that again. I look, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those know your limits type of thing, and I, I find my limits very quickly. So, now I'm I'm quite happy in sort of, you know, head-high surf, and I, that's me, happy all day long. To It takes a very certain type of drive an individual to get out in waves that, well, could kill you. It really is a... <laughs> <laughs> it takes a certain type of person and they're, they're all they're quite similar they're all very chilled chilled lads most of them apart from Pete he's, he's a, a little dynamo he's, um, <laughs> he's, he's an absolute diamond but he was one of the best people when we spoke to him he just I debated whether using a beeping machine because he swore so much but nothing behind it he's just it's just the way he speaks and it's absolutely fantastic yeah he's um when you get going, I hope you had enough um, space on your hard drive for when you get him chatting. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> no, he's a, he's, he's a friend and, you know, he's, he's always welcoming when I go over and stay with his family and stuff. And he's, he's an absolute legend. So we've got a jet ski over there that Pete has. And then we've, we've made some films and stuff at Mullabmore. And I've been out. I don't tow surf, but I've done the um, rescue training with Pete. So when you're out on a ski out there, you've got to have at least an understanding of the safety aspect. And even if you are filming, if somebody's in trouble and you're on a jet ski, you don't just sit there and watch them. You've got to get in there and help out. It's happened a couple of times, so it's kind of heart-in-the-mouth stuff when you're in big surf and it's it's critical kind of conditions. It's a bit of a double-edged sword. One, you're sat and you're driving around on a jet ski, which is a massive amount of fun anyway, and you're on swells that are sort of hitting you know 40 to 60 foot that we've had we've been a couple of days which has been absolutely massive and to experience that and the sound of the waves and it's just once in a lifetime kind of stuff so you know to create the brand and be able to be involved in that sort of thing and meet these kind of people it's just been incredible and it's been part of a, a life experience so it's not just you know, running a business, it's, it's being involved in making films, making friends, 
traveling experiences and and the big wave stuff is kind of pinnacle really it's living the dream it's amazing and to you know to jump on a jet ski and just drive under the cliffs of moor to aliens and to just look up at those cliffs oh just absolutely stunning so we've made a couple of films of that and to meet all pete's mates and hooting and hollering those boys in it's just it's fabulous and um but yeah, like I say, if you have to go in there and pick them up, it's um, if there's a whole lot of responsibility, and yeah, then the fear—well, not the fear—the the trepidation kind of kicks in that you know you've got a responsibility. It's not like I've done it a huge amount, but you know, it's, it's happened a couple of times, and again, it's it's kind of fond memories of stuff. So I, I try to ask this question to Pete, but I think because he's used to it, he's just like, oh, it is what it is sort of thing. So from going from where you normally surf to going to see something like that, you know, 30, 40 foot waves, what's that feel like? What's that sound? And what's, you know, how does that all feel for the first time when you go out there and you see it up close? Because also, uh, just to add to that, like I know surfing it is unbelievably dangerous and you need to be highly skilled. But even just being out on a jet ski in that surf is must be flipping terrifying. Yeah, it can be. It's. I mean, I, as I say, I did some uh, jet ski training with Pete, and I've ridden a motorbike all my life, so it was some sort of transferable skills. And being able to read waves and stuff, that is kind of ingrained in you, looking for the set waves coming through. So some of the, the stuff that kind of the natural elements were there already, but things like how to punch through a wave, you know, that's coming towards you on the ski safely without knocking yourself out on the handlebars and all of that kind of stuff definitely needs, you know, you need some uh, tuition on that. And that's stuff that Pete's really good at. And the, the again, the guys, there was no handbook for this 15 years ago when it started. They've learned and they've got the best practices together. But to, to answer your question, Leighton, I think it was to, to looking at the first reaction to see waves that big, I think even the boys that live there, when it's big, they, you know, there's there's a sense of, oh god, it's, it's electric. The feeling where they're all getting together, and a lot of them are really, really quiet. Apart from Pete, of course, he's just bombing around, chatting away to everyone. <laughs> everyone else is sort of really quiet, checking the gear, checking the equipment, double checking the skis, okay, and they know what they're in for. So there's that that sort of palpable sense of yeah trepidation. But to go out there the first time, I, I remember. I had my GoPro running and I brought it back home and started looking at the footage and it was just me going, fucking hell, every, every <laughs> wave. That's all I could say was just, fucking hell. And, I, you know, and the lad's just laughing and because you can just, these things just, it's almost like slow motion and the lip just comes over and it's the sound and the, it's just visceral. It's just boom, amazing, absolutely amazing. And it's, I probably bore my friends with stories of it and stuff, but these lads do it all the time. And I, you know, I've only been there, I don't know, seven, eight times or something, maybe a couple more, but it's etched in my memory almost every wave and watching lads like Pete and Cotty and Richie and Gabe and all those and, you know, Connor and some of the younger lads now, it's just, it's just inspiring. And they're just all such nice, nice lads. And it's been a privilege for me to be, you know, just to have a little insight into that world. It's been amazing. Hopefully lots more to come as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, the story Pete told us about um, when he took, uh, I think it was Ben Larch out there when he was like 14 and he he took him out to have a little look at it. And then he was on the back of someone else's ski and the guy towed him into a wave and he said, he's coming back out and he could just see his little figure and he's going, oh, fuck off, fuck off, fuck. (laughs) 
<laughs> the place just sounds insane. But what about your your personal surfing then? So when did you start surfing originally? Well, being brought up on the coast, I sort of got vague memories of when we were little. We always used to go down to the, the caravans and statics at locally, fans, friends and family who've got chalets and all that sort of stuff. So back in the day, it was like little wooden planks that you just sort of, you know, bez along on the um, into the shore on those things. So I remember doing that from an early age, but never thought anything of it. But I, I guess for over the years, there was something in, instilled in me that being close to the ocean and having that yeah sense of always wanting to be there and being close to it was ingrained somehow. But I never really formally took up surfing because being in this area, there was hardly any surfers. It wasn't really known about North Sea. You'd probably think, well, no bugger's going to surf around here. So I've actually got family in California and I went to visit them. And um, my uncle took me to Malibu and gave me um, a longboard to have a go on. And it was that was it. Hooked. Day one, caught a wave. I thought, what on earth have I been missing? And all the dots seemed to just connect. And I just thought, this is it. Got home, got myself, I think it was this like a seven, six mini mile I borrowed off someone. I got a, I seem to recall it was pink, but I just didn't care. And I went out, I think the first time I went out was like November. It's absolutely Baltic. And I borrowed like a windsurfing wetsuit off me mate's dad and a jumper. So I went out. <laughs> I mean, it was rudimentary. No boots, gloves or nothing. Just a, a jumper and this sort of beaver tail wetsuit. <laughs> which makes me sound about 100 years old, but and paddled out, absolutely froze me nuts <laughs> off and loved it. I had an old Volkswagen Beetle, this yellow battered old thing, a 72 Beetle, and I strapped the board on top with some towels, I think, and a bit of rope. Oh, man, I was like the ultimate kook, I really was. I still am, but improved slightly from then. <laughs> and, yeah, but it, that was, what was that, late 80s maybe? So, yeah, it's just... It stuck with me from the shit days to the amazing days to to whatever. It's it's part of my life and it's it, yeah, I, it's it's part of who I am and it, it all it all kind of started then. Yeah. So yeah, well, you were saying then like California and that and you said earlier about surfing. You've been all around the world with Northcore and everything. What's your favourite place you've surfed then? I think home on a good day, which is rare, is has always got to be best because you're out with your mates and you. You go down so many times and get completely skunt because it's crap and it's onshore and it's blown out. So when you get those magic days, you appreciate it even more. And it's just up the road. So home has got to be one of them. But I think maybe uh, Byron Bay, Watergoes. I don't know. I've never been able to pronounce Watergoes. Watergoes? Beach. Um, oh, so yeah, Byron Bay was sort of quite memorable. Oh God, Uluwatu, jeez, San Onofre. Just had again. That was a lot of it's down to people, really, and who you are, who you're there with, and the vibe in the water and stuff. So California's been amazing. I'm getting that feeling from you actually. Like it does seem to be about about the people like you were saying about your team riders that you you actually know them and you're friends of them and you go and visit them and that's really really nice to hear then that that's like a like a genuine passion for for your products and for your products and for surfing um and like being in contact with the team riders when when at the start when we mentioned pete and sandy's names and you're just like 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 they were your best mates you just knew them straight away and that's that's really lovely to hear so are there any new riders coming through that you know we need to keep an eye on the kind of thing um there's nothing or no one that we're really chatting to at the moment it's been such a oh i've just thought of um, 
more waves, um, Freight's Bay at Barbados and Sandy Lane, the roof at Sandy Lane. So you've got me thinking about my favourite waves now and my mind backtracked. I'm just <laughs> You'll be in bed tonight. You'll be in bed tonight. Oh, there was that place yeah, as well. That place. So I didn't want to miss those two out, but Sandy Lane, oh my God, what an amazing wave is it? Oh, yeah. But anyway, so um, yeah, new team riders. Um, yeah, because it's been so hard the past you know, year and a half or so, we've just kind of been just going through and running the, the business and sort of planning trips and, and new events and new projects and stuff hasn't really been on the cards. So new team riders we've, we're not really looking at at the moment. But really, it's, no, of course, it's yeah. that kind of, um, it's more people that, like, say, Emily Grimes, or I've not actually met Emily, I've not been up to, to um, Newcastle for a little while, but it's guys like that that love the surfing, are just out in it all day, just absolutely mad for it. Competitions are irrelevant. We're not really about competition surfers. I mean, I love watching the comps and stuff, but it's not really what the brand's about. So it's more people that are, you know, surfing is their life, lifestyle, lifeblood. So working with those people that have got that, you know, drive to go and travel and experience life and experience waves and just smiling all day long, those are the people who we want to work with. So it doesn't matter if they're 10 years old and, you know, obviously living at home and just surfing a local break. If they're buzzing and keen about it and just, you know, love what we do and love what they do, they're the kind of North Core people. So and we've had sort of conversations with people on the, the QS and the CT and the tours and stuff and you start talking big big money for sponsorship and all that kind of stuff and it's not really that kind of it's not that fit for us so kind of steered away from that i mean obviously um twiggy grant he's a he's just a top lad again these these guys that go out in big waves with certain characters and he's a, a he's an absolute character great bloke and he's he's obviously internationally known and he's he's a comp surfer but i do think that the big wave competition scene is a whole different ball game to it doesn't it doesn't fit with like the uh, the ct kind of vibe so we see that as a bit independent and it's it's his kind of he travels all the time he'll be in madeira one day then Maver- mavericks is firing and he travels all across the other side of the world to make sure he gets that bomb of a wave at mavericks and yeah that that fits well with us yeah that's mad, that is. What you said then about, I think that's part of the brand that we like as well, which is like it's more it's more aimed towards people who are living that sort of life and who, how do you say it? Like It's like stuff like the WSL and stuff like that. Pay attention to it if it's on, you know, if it's on or watch it or, or anything like that. But it's not something I like actively follow because I think, one, it never really comes to the UK or anywhere near us, you know, you've got to go abroad to watch it. But two, it's it's quite hard for your average surfer in the UK to relate to. And I think the people you seem to have on your team seem to be people that are much more relatable to UK surfers. Yeah, and hopefully worldwide as well. I mean, we've got a couple of African surfers as well. But yeah, it's it's people that, you know, they they may, some may have an aspiration to, to get onto the sort of world tour, but most of them it's about travel and life experience and enjoyment. And those are the people that you meet and you'd meet them in a pub or wherever when they're open or in a calf and you'd click and you get chatting and you just, you know, love to hear their stories and what they're up to. And a lot of them have got their own kind of side projects that 
whether it's sort of photography or filmmaking or starting businesses or teaching or whatever it is, they've all got their own things going on, like Pete with his um, jet ski training and he's getting that affiliated. And they've all got that something in them that's got, they're just interesting characters. And I think these are the sort of people that we're drawn to and they've got an interesting story. So I find that a lot more interesting than, you know, the the world tour. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, the world tour's got its place, but it's it's... They've, they've tried to sort of drive it towards, you know, more of a mainstream sport that could be, but it doesn't really fit somehow, does it? I mean, the, the wave pool kind of model, I thought that was interesting at um, Kelly's Ranch, but again, it's so mechanical and it's a little bit soulless, I think. So it's, yeah, I guess it's, the, it's people that are soul surfers, really, yeah. Is that corny soul surfers? But that's, that's no, no, definitely not. No, we love that term. That's in that's in North North uh, North Shore. So yeah, we love that term. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, yeah, of course it is. So yeah, it, that uh, that's the that's the vibe. I think that those those kind of individuals and and that approach to surfing really. Yeah, and and adventure and outdoorsy stuff. So it's well, yeah, that that's the other side to your company, isn't it? I know that on the on the tabs when you when you look through the website, it does say adventure, and I think it says van life as well, doesn't it? So like all those things do kind of come together in the surfing world, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just been a natural progression because it all came from surfing, but with the amount that surfers travel and we spend our lives in cars and vans and on aeroplanes and in campsites. And, and then when it's flat, we're on mountain bikes or SUPs or swimming or the, the crossover is just, it's a, it's a natural crossover into other pastimes, sports disciplines that just fit really nicely. So SUP, you know, when that kicked off and open water swimming is very big now so there's a lot of products we already do. And I also find that there's that same, I've used the word passion quite a lot, but it's very true that people just, if they're into mountain biking or open water swimming or something, kayaking, whatever, it's, there's that same love for what they do, the same as surfers have. So there's an affinity there with those kind of, what do, is it Patagonia call them silent sports? Right, yeah. It's kind of those outdoor sports. It's the... Yeah, there's there's an affinity. So we or myself might not sort of partake in all of them, or but you know I've got kayaks, I've got a sub, I've got a mountain bike, I've got a camper van. We're out and about weekends. You know we used to be when we're allowed to, but um, and we just chuck all this stuff in the van and off we go. And if it's flat, you know the kayaks come out. Yeah, you got other stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a very natural progression. Um, for surfers to be, you know, we're not all one-dimensional. We absolutely love to surf, but we all do other stuff. So products have developed off of the back of that, and that's where the brand has sort of embraced all of that. And I think we sit, that's where we sit quite quite neatly in that in that space. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned it um, a minute ago. Uh, we received uh, an email from some of your colleagues that told us to ask you about your van. Uh, and you mentioned like the van life, and you've got a converted camper, and they were saying... Please ask him about it. The thing is awesome. So I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about your oh, van. God. I think my, my missus has, um, has adopted it now as, as her van, but I'm quite happy with that. It, oh, yeah. It was one of those things, you know, you start looking and you just think, oh, what if? And I thought, well, you, maybe we could use it for sort of marketing and some events and things. And again, this was two years ago when it first started and pre-corona and um, so we bought a sprinter van and I thought, right, let's give it a go. Well, it's just typical of me. I just dive in two footed and get going with it. Went and bought one, started cutting holes in the side to put windows in. 
and didn't really didn't really take a lot of time to um, look at how to do it properly. <laughs> Typical, as I learned on the on the go, but thankfully it worked all right. So yeah, we spent a bit of time in the warehouse, drove the van in there, got a, a medium wheelbase Sprinter. Quite lucky, we've got a decent one we found in Scunthorpe and drove it home and, and off we went, got the cutters out. And then being on an industrial estate, we're surrounded by lots of different businesses like car um, businesses and painters and all sorts. So we had a lot of tools, but we could also use compressors and stuff that the guys lent us. So we cut the windows in and yeah, fitted the roof racks and all that sort of stuff. And then I actually realized when I got to the point of we need to fit it out, that that was beyond my skill set. So we've got some really good local lads to um, to fit it out for us. And they've done a beautiful job. It, it, you absolutely love it. So it's all set up as an adventure wagon then? It is, yeah. It's just a bit of everything for us. And yeah, we can we can go off grid with it. It's got solar panels and stuff and, and off we go. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, nice. Sounds brilliant. So um, you're surfing now. Are you still out and about surfing all the time? Yeah, we've had a bit of swell recently. So what day are we on? Monday. Yeah, really nice swell came through. It's We don't get particularly long period swells in the North Sea, but this was sort of 12, 13 seconds, which is kind of top end of what we get, and it came all the way down from sort of Norway Arctic Circle. So to see those lines coming in, it was only sort of chest high, but super clean, and just had a, a brilliant session, and there's, there's hardly anybody out, and off we go. Yeah, so whenever there's waves, I'm, I'm on it. Oh, I can't wait until we get to go again. I'm, I'm itching to get out again. So. Yeah, you've, you've done well being locked down, you two. Oh, it's been so painful. It really has. We're, we're like 30 minutes away from the Bristol wave as well. and They've had a terrible first year and they've been shut down. So they're, they're reopening the end of this month and that's when we can travel for surf as well. So oh, I cannot wait. I don't think I've gone this long about surfing for years, so... It's painful. Uh, excellent. Um, is, so, is there anything new um, coming to North Core that you can tell us about in the future, or have you got any uh, plans for, for the company? There's new product development, because that's one of my favourite things to do, is kind of create new products and come up with ideas and develop those. So we've got a couple in the pipeline that are still a bit secret squirrel, so okay. um, <laughs> new stuff coming along all the time. And it's more of, more of what we're doing and just ex- expansion of where we sell the product to in different regions and it's once the kind of the covid shackles are off we can start to explore again and get out there and it's it's when you sort of out and about and chatting to people that you get inspired by things and create new projects so i think probably the next project will be a an expedition somewhere yeah maybe get the van on the road and get some of the team riders involved and then probably something to do with a big wave scene Maybe Nazare. I went down to Nazare last February, just before lockdown. Uh, that place is absolutely insane. Yeah, good, I bet. So, um, yeah, yeah, just more, more of those sort of yeah projects that that I I personally love to do and that sort of lend itself to the brand. Really, oh, we we'll really look forward to to seeing those if you end up filming them and stuff. That would be fantastic. So. Do you, just before we go, do you want to tell our listeners um, where to contact you and you know the uh, the website and things like that? Yeah, cool. Cheers. There's, I mean, the products are sold pretty much worldwide anyway. So local surf stores, you can get all of our our kit and gear. So massive thanks to all of the the shops and stores that have supported us throughout the years. It's that's just been amazing, right across Europe and the UK. So big shout out to independent surf stores and to find out more about the brand it's northcore-europe.com and yeah you'll find out a bit more there well 
Thanks for coming on, Matt. Uh, that was really good. Well, me, like me and Pete said, we we use your products. I think the thing I bought last was literally last week was uh, your surfboard hangers, like the racks to go on the wall because we we got new boards coming, and I bought that and they they turn up this week and they're oh they're, they're perfect, absolutely perfect. Just really simple, functional you know affordable and it's it's just going to work well oh that's brilliant that's very kind of you thanks for buying those yeah yeah well we got seat covers and me and pete both had seat covers in the van they're the base so we're in the building trade so we kind of go through walking north core advert (laughs) but we i was going to say you sound you sound like sponsored riders (laughs) yeah well because we're in the because we're in the building trade um and so you kind of go through seat covers for a pastime really in a building trade but these ones are really really like not they're not just doing it because you're on the show they are really good they're and they're really robust and so all the guys that i work with they're all going to buy them as well they're like oh my god they're the best seat covers i've ever seen <laughs> like, oh brilliant <laughs> well that's good to know so uh, as i say there's crossover but not necessarily designed for the building trade but if they work there that's that's fantastic and thanks for that matt that was really good I uh, really like the family vibe at the company. That seems to yeah. be going on. Yeah, it seems like everyone's friends. And, you know, like he was saying, he, he goes off and he surfs with the different team riders and stuff like that. And even down to the girls in the office that we speak to, like Darcy and Meg, they're really friendly as well. And the whole team, everyone we've spoke to in North Core, they're just nice people. Yeah, and a UK brand as well. So it's, it's good to support uh, the UK companies isn't it as as a uk surfer so yeah and you know like you said then just from having a keypod and like walking around saunton car parks saying like yeah back to basics isn't that amazing like with with like the internet nowadays and stuff and he just went back to basics and it it just kind of took off like amazing it's just really inspiring as it was a few years back (laughs) yeah but it's not gonna be before the internet (laughs) <laughs> what was before the internet <laughs> nothing <laughs> there was just nothing before the internet Do you know what? I, I can remember when we were at school and there was a yellow pages for the internet there was a yellow pages for websites can can you remember that i can't even remember last week <laughs> I, I can remember that when i tell that to my boys they're like what <laughs> yellow pages for the internet there, yeah there went, when when it first first kind of kicked off i can remember there being a yellow pages at school in the library for websites yeah this is why you don't do the editing because if you did it'd be like and if you want to follow us on cfax (laughs) (laughs) how many of you out there now have just googled what cfax is (laughs) (laughs) oh god that's bad isn't it Yeah, but he was a lovely guy, and uh, thanks a lot for coming on and chatting to us, Matt. And as we said, you know, there's 15% off North Court if you go over there to the website and use the code SS Podcast, and that is valid till the 30th of June. Yep, so that rounds off our North Core month. So I hope you enjoyed the giveaways. Yep, that was a dry bag and a key pod. Yep, so they're great products. The dry bag looks lovely. They are lovely. I've yeah. got one. Oh, have you? Yeah. Lucky you. I've, I've had one for years. I always <laughs> use, I use it every time we go surfing. I don't look at your stuff. You don't look at anything. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you next time with Chandler. Chandler from North Shore, Gregory Harrison. He's coming on the show. So, yeah. See you then. Cheers. Cheers, bye.